Welcome to episode 35. I'm back to recording inside Substack now because somehow it just has way better sound quality. Like the filters that the website applies eliminate a lot more background noise than GarageBand or any other tool I've tried. So if you have any suggestions for good podcast tools that are not Substack and won't lose my audio, but also eliminate noise, please share them. Anyway, today's episode is once again about identity because I've just been so interested in this topic recently. Um, but it's about identity and twin studies. So I imagine you may have heard of these at some point, but there are a lot of these famous twin studies which compare two twins who were separated at birth uh, and they compare them across a range of different qualities, like what level of scholastic achievement they had. Did they graduate from college, et cetera? What were their grades? What kind of jobs did they get? What kind of people did they end up dating or marrying? And they, upon comparing all these different qualities, found that twins, even when raised in different parts of the country, with different families from different income levels were basically very often the same people. And as a result, this was supposed to prove that genetics influence all these things very strongly. I mean, how else could these twins bust through the various differences in their lives to end up at the same place? Well, there's a book by Richard Nesbitt Nisbet? Nisbet, I think, um, that I like a lot. It's called Intelligence and How to Get It. And, it. and it talks about these twin studies and why they're all flawed. And the big way in which they're flawed that he discusses is that when we made the conclusion that just because two twins who are raised in what seem to be very different environments have the same quality, when we make the the conclusion that that means their genetics must have influenced their development, we ignore the reality that identities are shaped by very small perturbations in ourselves, our physical selves, um, and the way we interact in the, with the world. So, for example, if you have a gene that makes you taller, you are more likely to be better at basketball. And that's not necessarily because tall people are good at basketball. It's because because you're tall, people will tell you, hey, you should try out basketball. You'd be a good basketball player. And then you're likely to try it out. And then trying it out, you're more likely to get better at basketball. You're more likely to build an identity that includes basketball. And in doing so, set yourself up to be a basketball star. So it's not so much that genes naturally make us better or smarter. It's that they influence how we identify. They influence what society tells us we should do or be. If you wear glasses because you have poor eyesight, then your teachers have a bias, perhaps unconscious, towards telling you that you're smart. This exists. Students who wear glasses, people will think that they're smarter. And as a result, they'll put, their, they'll put them into more challenging classes, or they'll uh, look at a bad piece of work and say, wow, you, you really can be better than this, instead of saying, ah, this is your best shot. And, and 
by projecting this identity of intelligence onto a student with glasses, you'll make the, the student with glasses think that they really are very smart and they'll identify that way. And when they identify that way, they're much more likely to succeed academically. Um, so this is what those twin studies are really showing. Not that genes influence, or not wholly that genes influence um, your development so much that two people raised in different families can end up the same way, but rather identities and identities we build, they will bust through all these barriers. And a single identity shift will overcome basically huge differences, huge, huge challenges in your life to get you to the same place as somebody who identifies the same way. What a powerful tool. So I've been thinking more about how to create identity shifts. I don't know how to do that, but I've definitely had experience in my past where my identity has shifted basically overnight. And it's made something that was really hard quite easy, in particular running. I never, you know, nobody likes running when they start, but because somebody told me I was a good runner on my third day trying out cross country, I identified as a runner. And that made me much more likely to actually succeed as a runner. It made me enjoy practice, even though it still was way too hot and I was still really tired when I was running. So I don't know how to generate these on demand. I don't know how to, um, I guess, deterministically shift identities to create, to meet certain goals. But if you do, if you have ideas, please share them in the comments below.